From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. Welcome everybody, this is Kirk Barbera, your motley fool, and over here we have your host, Jake Rivas, the <laughs> Jake's Two Cents of the Jake of All Trades. Um, so Jake, why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about today? Welcome, everybody, to the show. Thank you, Kirk, for the introduction. And I am so excited today because we have an economics topic that I thought we would throw into the mix. A little less less personal finance, (laughs) a little more relevant current events. Let's talk about these tariffs. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Tariffs. I feel like that's the tariff war. Yes. It's a war. (laughs) Global trade war. Global trade war. That's... That's the Cold War of the 22nd, 21st century, right? I suppose. I don't know. It, right? it feels that way, right? Like how much, it's, how much it's being talked about in politics, how much it's being talked about in the media. It can feel like it's, it's a huge pressing issue. So I was like, well, let's, let's first define what a tariff is for those who may not know what a tariff is. So it's a tax on an imported good or service, basically. It's just a tax. And Are they doing services too or just goods? Well, right now, specifically, if we're going to talk about the aluminum and the steel tariffs going on with China, that's goods only. But a tariff, by definition, is a tax on a good or a service. Okay. Yeah. So it's something so, like like a Chinese manufacturer you know, of, of aluminum, like you're saying, when they're bringing their goods into America, they have to pay an extra tax. Exactly. You know, whatever it is, you know, 10 cents a pound or whatever. I don't know. But they have to right. pay something, and then that company has to just pay that price somehow, obviously. Right. If right. they want to sell, you know, sell in our country. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, and I guess if you think about it, right, the, the main objective of raising tariffs, because that's the whole conversation happening right now, and the concern is tariff increases that the current presidential administration is implementing or imposing on other countries and so the i guess the the objective is to make us buy things at home right Mm -hmm. that would be kind of what we're trying to do here um so i don't know what do you think do you think that's an effective way of uh making people you know buy within the buy within the united states well i think there's um there's a long history of tariffs they they've never in history worked in terms of that the thing that spurs on economic growth is a much more complicated conversation but i in in my reading and understanding you know if if you guys in the comments um or if you guys watching disagree please comment below you know send us a message we can we can talk about it on a future show but in you know in my reading of economics and history tariffs never work to spur economic growth or disper even within an industry i mean so the steel industry even in the um the 50s and 60s something similar happened and what a, a company called alcoa the aluminum company of america did um and and there was like this huge you know same type of thing where people are going to the, the government they're saying put tariffs on all these other importers because they're doing so much better than us and what this one president of the company said was you know, the problem isn't foreign imports, it's management, management, management. And what he meant by that is we need, as companies, we need to be better and more efficient at producing stuff rather than being kind of lazy and expecting people to put a barrier on other people 
and that will help somehow help us become better. Does that make right. sense? Mm-hmm. So this, I, you know, it's just, um, a bizarre mentality that if we stop somebody else from doing somebody else in the world from doing something successful, that it's somehow going to make me, you know, be more successful and work harder. Cause mm-hmm. what's really happening is that these foreign companies are able to, for whatever reason they're, you know, within this company, within this industry, they're able to be more efficient, which is why they're able to s- still ship that steel or, or aluminum, you know, which costs a lot of money to st- ship that, and it's still cheaper than we're able to manufacture it. Right. There's a variety of reasons why that happens, which you know is complicated. We get into, but it's right. that's just more efficient. You know, like mm-hmm. if if this aluminum thing is five dollars versus ten dollars, put you know that's how much it costs them to sh- even ship it over here, even everything included. Mm-hmm. Putting a tariff on it isn't going to make my $10 aluminum in America better or cheaper. It's just going to make Correct. everything $10. Right. Well, so the, I guess the idea is that current tariffs being imposed are significantly higher than the cost for companies to access specifically steel and aluminum in the United States. But I think you bring up a really good point, and I I think there's a there's an aspect of tariffs that comes into play with regard to like, not, I don't want to say arrogance because that's not the right word, but it's uh, to me, it's almost a, a mentality of a country wanting to be self-sufficient and needs to be at the top, if you will, right? So there's some aspect to it where they're like, I don't want to be too dependent on other countries, number one. And number two, I want to retain as many jobs and companies within the United States as possible. So I agree with you it doesn't seem like a logical way necessarily to spur economic growth. Potentially it could be a behavioral tactic in the sense that, you know, we want to, we want to make it known that the United States is not dependent on too many people and we can produce our own things and we can do our own things within our own country. We're not too heavily dependent. So I don't know. There's, I think there's, there's an aspect of that to it that goes beyond just trying to spur economic growth. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, well, I think there's a lot of ideology behind it in terms of what people, you know, what people at home, you know, if you're in a steel manufacturing city, you know, mm-hmm. if you're in a place that's traditionally been this, this way, you know, middle America, which, uh, you know, our president appeals to often. And if you're trying to, um, you know, tell that constituency that we're going to help you keep your jobs, this is one way to do it. And now whether it's true or not in terms of accomplishing that, I think is another question and an open question. And I don't personally, again, I just haven't seen evidence that it does. Cause my argument is that it does not make you better at your job. It doesn't make your company work harder to do better. Right. Just right. because you don't have the other thing that the thing that should make you do that in my, my belief is to actually, instead of imposing tariffs on them, it's actually trying to take away um, barriers to you know working the way that you want to to be more free here. So in other words, getting rid of laws that might restrict American companies from competing with foreign companies. So that's that's another thing which is a complicated you know legal political situation mm-hmm. that you know is is um is difficult for people to, to I think talk about. And I understand that, so we don't have to get into it too much. But you know the the um, Spurring on activity in America is difficult. Keeping jobs here is is difficult. 
And in my view of any type of like, because what I want is a flourishing economy. Right. Right. And that's what, that's what you want. And so at the end of the day, if this microphone company can get access to steel and aluminum 50% cheaper by buying it across the, the border, then that's better for this microphone company. Mm-hmm. And that's better for the, this computer company and for this, you know, um, car manufacturer and for this manufacturer of fans and, you know, uh, the housing. So when we're talking about tariffs, we have to understand that even if we think that it may help an American company, you know, American companies keep their job for a little bit longer because we're being a little bit more self-sufficient, right? Right. The problem is that all other goods are going up because we're not being more efficient. Like, even if we're more self-sufficient, the whole point of a global economy is that we have the ability to specialize in different areas. Right. Right. And so, yeah. so we're losing a lot. And I think people don't comprehend the massive amount of things that we, we lose. I mean, this is a financial thing. So let me, let me bring this well, to yeah. you. Oh, well, so I want to, I want to say that was a perfect segue because maybe people don't realize the significance, right? That this could potentially have on the economy. So I, I pulled some numbers, um, over a hundred countries actually export goods to the United States and us, the U S is the world's largest importer of steel and aluminum. And the amount that we import, which I don't, can't even, I know it in, I can say it in words, but I can't comprehend it in size. 26.9 million metric tons of aluminum and steel imported to the United States every year. That's a, that's a ton of metal. (laughs) So it's a ton of tons of tons. So I think I agree with you in the sense that, you know, it's not going to make, we're not going to be able to produce that ourselves, right? We're not going to be able to get to that point. And if we do, yes, we might have created jobs in the process uh, and we retained some jobs, jobs here. Jobs in I'm a certain just, industry. Exactly. We would right. lose jobs so, in other industries. That's the whole point. Because again, the, this if, we, if this is now a $900 versus a $300 microphone, mm-hmm. then we're selling less of them. There's less people to sell. You know, So it, it mm-hmm. really messes up the entire economy to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, and so it brings me to my point, which is not only are we going to have a conversation about tariffs and it's kind of like an ongoing thing, right? You've highlighted a lot of issues from different perspectives that people might have about tariffs. But I think in the context of the show, since we talk about personal finance, mm. why should people care, right? Well, number one, potentially there's a retaliation component of this, right? You piss off a country because you raised tariffs. Well, they could turn around and do the same thing to us, right? It, mm-hmm. An example would be like Europe, uh, not too long ago, they came out with a list of things that they were going to raise tariffs on uh, for us to be able to export to Europe. One of them being Harley Davidson motorcycles. Uh, I own peanut, <laughs> peanut butter, um, a couple of other goods, you know, and so that's, that's a smaller scale, but still that is an example of what other countries can do. And that in turn could turn into a global trade war. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's just that, and if Europe did that, or if China, so for instance, China was talking about doing this to us as well, Mm -hmm. just recently about, we're going to put tariffs on them. So they're going to put tariffs on us. 
which is ludicrous in, in a double sense, because if they, again, if they are taxing us, that means, yes, our companies have to pay more to import into China, which means mm-hmm. that the Chinese citizens are then going to be suffering, which means those companies there have to raise their rates. So like if they raise their, like if they were to do it on something like iPhones, I mean, it's going to raise the rates on iPhones and then the, the steel and all the aluminum that goes into it's going to be ra- So everything just goes up. And then who make you know who gets the money is a, the government just makes a whole bunch of taxes tax money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's really what I, th- I think that's a big part of what's going on is we just got a huge tax cut and now we're going to get taxes into you know in a different way like they're still getting money in their coffers now whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing is a, I guess up to you but in terms of why people should care though I think it's a big deal even on your personal level. Now, this isn't a political show, so we can't, you know, get into political ideology, but I would say, like, if you're doing finances and you're, I mean, there's not much you could do about a tariff individually except vote or something. That's why it's hard right. not to talk about a political, I mean, if there's going to be a massive tariff against aluminum, you, all you can do as a person is deal with extra expenses. And then from mm-hmm. a financial perspective, just, you know, once, since you're seeing everything else go up, you're going to have to budget yourself down. And right. so I, I think it's an important subject that people think about, and we'd love to hear your guys' comments on this and what are your thoughts, because there are these global events that have effects on all of us, on our right. individual pockets, and often we don't think about them. And that, I think, is, is a valuable reason to have this discussion, and because I do think we can, you know, if we, if we educate ourselves right? That's kind of the idea of this podcast is to become educated about right. finances. But sometimes there are things that, you know, maybe is a little bit outside of your checkbook and learning how to balance your checkbook, but that does have ramifications for your checkbook. Absolutely. Right. I yeah. mean, this would have such ma- major ramifications. So if you think about the most recent, um, uh, proposal from the current administration against China, and I can't even say proposal because I believe that it was uh, imposed on them on Friday, Mm. was a 25% increase in steel tariffs. So if you took, think about how much steel comes into play, especially for those of us that live in cities where we don't have public transportation, we have to drive every day, right? The Mm. cost of a vehicle the cost itself is not going to go up 25%. However, there are components of the vehicle, a lot of what it's made from, mm-hmm. and that goes up in cost, right? So there's one example of how it's going to impact it. There's a lot of other things too that you're right. A lot of people don't think about where there's a direct cost increase and it's not because of inflation. This is not inflation, right? We're not talking about inflation here. We're talking about intentional increases in the cost of goods being imported into the country. That's different than inflation, right? Because you could you could argue, oh, everything goes up in cost over time, which is true. However, there are other factors to consider. This is just merely from one decision, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the the pictures behind you. So you have pictures of nice little oh, yeah, buildings. buildings. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm if I'm a company, I mean I remember um, talking to I don't remember who, maybe it was Stephanie Scheller, actually, who was just on your show recently. And we were talking about the Frost Tower. And that's like the, the, the only skyscraper in San Antonio in the last like 30 years, something like that. 
I think it's like 50 years. Yeah. 50 years. (laughs) And, you know, they would have got made it taller, but, you know, one of the reasons they didn't is they didn't want to pay the, you know, they, they chose not to pay the extra fees because of the, the terrorist fee or something. I think it's something like that. So like, if you go, if you're building this past a certain height, you have to pay some extra fee because you're more susceptible to be hit by terrorists. So it's a new tax or something like that. I did not know that. that. that, Yeah. So like, we have to remember when we impose something like this on a business, right? I, I don't know how to do this without being political, but when we do this to a business in any level, what happens is the business, whether maybe it's a justified change. Let's let's say it's a justified thing. You know, uh, all um, coal burning plants have to put on a special grate that will help to filter out the the air. It's a justified good thing. Nevertheless, it's still a cost. Mm-hmm. So now, when this coal manufacturing plant is making decisions, if you you know add up all those costs and they're doing their dollars and cents on their balance sheet, and they're like, should we open up another plant? Well, this is another cost they're going to say, and they say, eh, let's let's wait out another five years and do it in five years. Well, that's five years without more energy, without more jobs, without more things like that. And that's mm-hmm. like an extreme example. You know, the Frost Tower Bank, that that could have been another eight stories, 10 stories they could have had, which could have been more buildings, more businesses, more employees, a lot of, the, you know, in the construction costs, more steel okay. they would have used to buy, you know, all that stuff. So instead, that went to, they made a decision not to do something. And this is one of the things about economics that people tend to not think about is the, that when you impose, it's the same thing with finances, Right. If if you if all of a sudden somebody po- imposed twenty percent of my you know like took out twenty percent of my 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 checking account, um, if I were to make this action, right? So if you know, gonna do that, yeah. yeah. Then then what's going to happen is I'm going to make a decision: should I do this or should I mm-hmm. not do this? Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just changes the ratio of decisions. And the same thing like that's why you like something tariffs like this, you will not see as much building. So you're not going to have the growth. It's just that's it's dollars and cents. People are going to say, business are um nah, we're not going to grow. We're not making the revenue we were. So you know we're not in the growth projection we were five years ago. And what happened in the stock market when this was announced? So um, I believe it was on Wednesday. We've had a great first quarter. Financial market returns have been record setting. We've hit all new highs, all time highs. Um, however, on Wednesday, I guess it was maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. We you, we can look it up. The the uh, financial markets dropped about six hundred points, right? So that's a significant decline in a single day. Yeah, which is a good point to bring into the conversation as well when we're talking about things that are happening uh, as it relates to economics and the overlay that they can have or the ramifications that can have when it comes to people's personal finances. So you talked about, you know, if somebody was taking 20% out of your check checking account based on decisions, right? The same thing can apply when we talk about financial markets as well. So financial markets corrected, that could potentially drive investors to pull their investments out of the financial markets because they're concerned about a global trade war, retaliation, et cetera, whatever it may be, which could also hinder growth, right? We know that a lot of 
Americans have assets in the financial market. So these types of blips are significant where they feel it, right? But the other thing too is we've talked about this a lot on the show. When you have a solid investment strategy, you can weather these kinds of storms, right? Mm -hmm. But not everybody does that. And so a lot of these uh, moments that can really rattle the financial markets, you have to remember, understand the motivation behind the sell-off, right? We the, we could tie a lot of this, the most recent market decline to the tariff imposing on China. So that's that's a good indicator right there. But then also understanding the other aspects of that. What are the long-term ramifications? Do I need to make an adjustment to my investment strategy or do I need to sit tight and continue to weather the storm? And that's where experts can come into play, but not everybody has that. So I think it's 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 dangerous on a lot of levels, right? It can and it can be damaging on a lot of levels um, that we've talked about here today. But that's just one of them that's really impactful for what I do is impact on the financial markets. Yeah, so it it changes up your conversation with clients. Do you think? It does, right? Okay. So so let's let's say. Um, when I'm talking to clients, I make a projection for the entire year as far as economics are concerned, right? Like, yes, we potentially are going into a recession or no, we're not. GDP growth looks good, blah, blah, blah. When I talk about those things and then the financial markets do something crazy, it can be inconsistent with what I've said, right? Which you, there's always a way to, you're wrong. But that can also rattle investors too to be like, well, what do we really know or what is it that we can really rely upon what's the actual uh, course of action I need to take. So a lot of those situations, especially like this one, is the best approach is to sit tight, right, with your investment strategy, because the markets rebounded the very next day. Um, and that's, that's an example of emotional responses to things like this. But there is legitimacy in concern about tariffs and an increase in uh, the reality of potentially a global trade war. Um, so that is a potential concern, but a lot of times these financial market movements that are so drastic so quickly, they're driven a lot by uh, investor behavior, investor decision-making, and not always the, the wisest decisions. I see. So you're saying that the sometimes people can make decisions on an assumption of what's going to happen in the broader economy that can hurt them personally. So like mm -hmm. I might think that this will, you know, I might make a bet on certain companies because of this, but then it maybe doesn't even pan out. Exactly. Like it doesn't, or they don't even do the law or, or the tariff. They change their mind right. because that's kind of the nature of this type of um, endeavor by the government. Yeah. Is that yeah. you know the it's, president could change his mind and say, you know, or be convinced not to do it, or, or the war, you know, doesn't seem worth it, so he says not to do it or something like that. And then mm -hmm. you've pulled everything out, and now you're being hurt now by it. exactly right because the very next day the financial markets were back up right so then you missed an opportunity so again i just reiterate you know from a financial planning perspective understand what's going on understand the potential ramifications you've illustrated a lot of good points today about the impact beyond just personal finance you know economically how this works how this potentially does or does not spur economic growth um, but just as an investor, just be aware of what's going on, but always remember your investment strategy. If it's a long-term investment strategy, you can't be too concerned about these short-term movements. That makes sense. Yeah.
All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I am curious to see if anybody will comment about uh, this video. The trade because war. I'm sure that's what we should call it. The trade war. I'm sure that people have opinions, <laughs> uh, lots of opinions. And so feel yeah. free to share as soon as we share the episode. That would be awesome. Yes. And um, let's do something about tariffs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Go vote. I go don't know. Vote, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how, but go vote. We can just, say that. Yeah. Just do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. thank you, Kirk, very much. Thank you guys for listening. That wraps up this episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to follow me on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out my blog at jakestwocents.com. And remember, you are the expert of your own life. And that's my two cents. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.